Welcome to episode 20 of the High School Sports Special presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. My name is William Wilkerson. I'm the assistant sports editor here at the paper. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wilkerson underscore FWST. Uh, this is my first time uh, with the uh, aforementioned uh, Brian Gossett. I'm happy to be here. And, and Brian, um, you know, what are we going to talk about today? Well, first off, glad to, to have you, Will. Uh, uh, you can find me at Gossett41 on Twitter. Uh, just today's episode, we're going to recap signing day. Uh, signing day was February 6th, uh, just some time to digest all the signees that took took part in that. The girls basketball playoffs started on Monday, and then we'll just look ahead uh, at the top 2020 recruits. So let's talk about National Signing Day, which was last uh, Wednesday, February 6th. Uh, Brian and, and Peter had discussed this last week with that big day coming coming on the, the 6th of February. We had coverage from Arlington, Fort Worth, Nolan Catholic, Haltom, Mansfield, and Lido. We were really all over the place. Uh, no real big surprises as uh, the early signing period, which happens in uh, November, kind of takes some of the luster out of uh, National Signing Day. Uh, but Brian was out at Wilkerson Grind Center to see 32 kids sign in Fort Worth ISD. Always a special day for those kids. Yeah, 32. Uh, last year they had 37. Uh, which was kind of a record. You know, they've been doing it at Wilkerson Grind Center for the last 10 years. They've always signed a lot of kids, but uh, just to bring that amount into the, the arena, it was a record last season. Um, came up a little short, but still a special day. You know, just some some kids that signed. You know, Malachi Gray from Southwest. He signed with McMurray. Um, talked to his coach and just he had decided the day before that he wanted to play football. He had all this academic scholarships, um, and so he was weighing his options, but he did ultimately decide to play football at, at McMurray. Um, Shauna Galvin, who I've covered the last three years, uh, she she's a tennis player, but she's made state the last three seasons. She's at Pasco. She signed with Elon. And then overall, Southwest and Pasco led the way with uh, seven total kids. Uh, there on Wednesday, but uh, the big story is, is Quentin Jackson, who we've talked a number of times on the, the podcast. The uh, Benbrook running back, uh, over 3,000 yards, you know, over 30 touchdowns, all state, all area. Uh, smaller kid, um, I think he's listed maybe 5'6", five, 5'7", five, so tough uh, recruiting process because, you know, the coaches and recruiters do look at size. Um, he finally got his first offer from UT Permian Basin a couple weeks ago, then followed up with Southern Nazarene, and then ultimately he signed with uh, Southern Nazarene there. But special day for him and his family, and uh, I got to talk to uh, his head coach, uh, Cody Slater, just his reaction about uh, Quentin signing. Well, I'm just super excited for him and his teammates, uh, you know, uh, for the offer that he got at Southern Naz. Um, full ride offer, doesn't have to pay anything out of his pocket. Uh, they're going to cover the whole uh, tuition, room, board, uh, meal plan, everything. And so, um, you know, a chance for him to go showcase his skills um, and, uh, and uh, you know, put, put ben, Brack, ben Brooke on the map. So um, really excited for him. I couldn't be more happy for him uh, uh, for this day to finally be here. Another story you did was on Wyatt wide receiver DeCorian Clark, who signed with UT San Antonio. Uh, he flipped his commitment after being with Houston for a few months during the season, actually signed with the Cougars in December. Uh, but then things kind of changed for him, and Houston went through a coaching change and never really reached out to Clark. So he had he had a little bit of a change of heart. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the new coach, uh, Dana Hogerson, who came from West Virginia, uh, replaced uh, Major Applewhite, and uh, Dana kind of uh, cleaned house a little bit, uh, got rid of some of the coaches that uh, Clark and some of the other Houston recruits were used to. And so Houston uh, gave another chance to these recruits with another official visit. 
Um, you know, but DeCorian is a star basketball player on the, the uh, white basketball team who's undefeated in the district. So when the visit was coming along, you know, he had a game, he couldn't come, and he tried to reach out after that, and uh, Houston just kind of never got back to him. So he kind of felt unwanted, and uh, he's just looking for some new places, some places that made him felt like family, and, uh, you know, UTSA was kind of the perfect fit. Uh, so he signed, and I, ca- I caught up with Coach uh, Zachary Chris about it. It's kind of a testament to the type of kid he is. He uh, he took everything in stride. He never got dejected. He just kind of asked Coach, where, where do I go from here? And I told him what the process would be, and he, he took it like a champ and just moved forward and moved on. He found him a new home at UTSA. I think it's a great spot for him. That's one of the fickle parts of, uh, of recruiting that I've kind of experienced in, in my time covering that aspect of the sport. Um, it's not always... It's not always glitz and glamour, um, and these kids have some real decisions to make uh, that impact, you know, not only themselves but their families. So I'm glad everything worked out for uh, DeCorian um, down at UTSA. Uh, another recruit um, who didn't get many offers, who we weren't re- really sure what was going, where he was going to sign, uh, was Halton quarterback Michael Black. Um, this kid put up some ungodly numbers uh, for the Buffaloes this season. Um, he was an All-State player as a junior, accounted for 80 touchdowns the past two seasons, helping the Buffaloes to their best year ever in 2018. Uh, where did he end up? Yeah, no, kind of uh, like the Quinton Jackson deal, just uh, not really sure why he didn't get many offers putting up those video game type numbers, but um, he did ultimately sign with UT Permian Basin, and uh, he was just one of four there on signing day, uh, just quickly. Dominic Biggins, uh, Julian Johnson, and DeCorian Mitchell also all signed. Actually, all three signed with uh, Cisco Junior College. But yeah, Michael Black with uh, UTPB. Um, just, you know, was just, I guess Halton was just a tough spot uh, just to see. And, you know, he got that offer in the middle of the season. And he told me that uh, after he got that offer, you know, the coaches kept coming back and wanting to watch him. So that played a big part uh, for him in his decision. It just it felt like those coaches really wanted him. And uh, they signed another kid from uh, North Crowley, also a quarterback. And uh, they were saying, you know, whoever doesn't make it at the quarterback position, they do feel like the other one can play, uh, you know, slot or wide receiver or even defensive back. And uh, talk to co- his coach, Jason Tucker. I think with all the early signing and things like that, by the time you know a lot of the D1 schools already had their quarterback and they're talking to us, and we had a lot saying, "Wait, you know, we make him in late," and they never did. But um, but you know, with that being said, you know his, his goal was to play at the next level, and he's going to get to play at uh, play at a four-year university and get a degree and play football to do it. So we're real happy for him in that respect. The final athlete uh, that we'll talk about from National Signing Day, at least, is uh, Chance Cover of Nolan Catholic. Um, he's a tight end, H-back, linebacker. Uh, he's really Mr. Do-It-All. Kind of reminds me of uh, Brian Gossett of the newsroom. Um, I don't kinda, think so. Kind of <laughs> does a little bit of everything. Uh, he ended up signing with Texas Tech. Uh, this is a guy who had over 100 tackles each of the past three seasons, uh, but didn't get uh, much love from the D1 schools um, until Tech came knocking again following the hiring of uh, their new head coach, Matt Wells. You know, What can you tell us about Chance? Yeah, you know, Tech uh, had shown some interest early on in the season uh, with Cliff Kingsbury and, and Cover actually went to a couple camps there in Lubbock. But after that, it just, you know, the contact kind of dwindled down. You know, got some offers from Air Force, Army, Navy, uh, some schools in the Northeast. 
And then, yeah, Kingsbury uh, moves on to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Matt Wells comes in and just kind of last last minute, uh, they get back on Cover and uh, he goes in on an official visit, uh, checks out the campus, talks to the coaches, you know, watches workouts and kind of uh, knew that was his, where he belonged. So, yeah, he committed to Tech uh, just a few days before and then signed on Wednesday. Again, got caught up with his coach, uh, David Bowden, uh, just his reaction about the whole whole recruiting process with Chance. It's been a, quite a roller coaster for Chance. I, I, um, you know, I don't know if, if he fits um, everybody's measurables for certain things. And at the end of the day, my discussion with coaches and the college coaches were like, I don't care what your measurables say. Uh, the kid's a, a flat-out football player, and he's a darn good one. And you know, to combine that with a kid who's, who's uh, you know, a good character kid, hard worker, um, you combine all that, it, it, I couldn't figure it out why he didn't have more, to be honest with you. I think that kid's going to make some noise in the Big 12. Um, Matt Wells is uh, known, known as an offensive coach, um, you know, but defense over the last couple of years has uh, really kind of been a strength uh, for Texas Tech in some ways. So um, expect some big things uh, out of that young man from Nolan Catholic. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to go out to uh, cover Arlington ISD's National Signing Day um, on the, the 6th of February. And, and one of the uh, kind of the surprises of the day was uh, former Arlington Colt All-American uh, offensive tackle Luke Jokel uh, showed up and he was kind of their keynote speaker uh, for the event. Uh, Luke Jokel, um, for those who may not remember, was the number two overall pick in the 2013 uh, NFL draft by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He uh, made over $29 million um, during his, uh, his time in the NFL. Um, uh, sadly, he is, a, is currently a free agent. Um, not really sure if his uh, playing career in the NFL is going to continue. Uh, had a little bit of a, a knee injury that um, most offensive linemen kind of suffer at one point or another uh, throughout their career. Uh, but he had some really good messages for those, uh, those kids at Arlington ISD. Uh, they ended up signing 70 kids um, uh, throughout that school district, uh, which is a, a pretty impressive feat. Um, so uh, I think it was a really nice uh, gesture from Luke Jokel, who uh, did mention that the first guy that he uh, had to block whenever he graduated early from Arlington and went up to Texas A&M happened to be Von Miller, uh, said that he didn't lay a finger on Von Miller uh, during that entire practice. Um, and obviously, for those who don't know, Von Miller is arguably the best uh, edge rusher in the NFL, plays for the Denver Broncos, um, and was obviously at, at Texas A&M. So uh, that was a pretty cool thing to see for those kids. Yeah, and uh, 70 kids, that's a big number. You know, just a few that come to mind. Ty DeArmond from Bowie, uh, signed with Oklahoma. You know, Trey Cleveland, Arlington wide receiver with Texas Tech. Uh, Deshaun Gaddy, the, the safety over at Lamar, signs with North Texas. So uh, great for Arlington ISD. Um, also, our colleague, uh, Darren Lauber, he got to cover Mansfield ISD. Uh, 113 kids, you know, they do it at the Performing Arts Center. All five schools take part of it. Um, every sport, you know, even the, the kids who signed in November and December come back and be a part of the ceremony. Obviously, the big one is uh, Jalen Canlon, who committed to Arkansas um, last month, uh, still had to sign his uh, letter of intent. Um, you know, the legacy safety signs with Arkansas, uh, along with his teammates, uh, Taryn Carter and Enoch Jackson. They're all going to be uh, a Razorback. Joe Johnson, uh, the Mansfield track star, she was the only one uh, signed to TCU out of you know those 113 kids. So congrats to her. Molly Phillips, our volleyball player of the year, signed with uh, Texas. And then Darren uh, went out to Alito and got to talk to uh, a couple of TCU signings with uh, Coach Ellison and 
Wyatt Harris. So, uh, you know, just check out all our coverage on signing day, uh, startelegram.com, dfwvarsity.com. One last thing I'll say about Jalen. This is a a kid who was really highly uh, sought after um, from teams across the country. I I think that he – had a chance to, to be a, a really high four-star, if not a five-star, had he not gotten injured um, during his senior season. Yeah, that first right? game. Uh, for, yes, that's right. First game of the year, um, unfortunately for him. But uh, he has the opportunity to play both football and baseball, I believe, for the Razorbacks. So uh, keep an eye out uh, for Jalen the, the next three or four years that he's in uh, that he's in Fayetteville. Um, you know, shifting gears here to basketball. Um, we'll return to football a bit later, but Monday marked the opening of the high school girls basketball playoffs and we had quite a few games in the area um, including some uh, happening to tonight as well uh, but Brian you were out at Keller uh, for a double header and, and had a couple of close games yeah first game Hebron versus Keller uh, a 2-3 matchup and uh, you know not a lot of scoring but defense you know Keller came in averaging uh, 38 points on defense uh, actually took the lead there uh, by one with, a, with two minutes left but uh, Dax uh, Melton hits a big three-pointer uh, with about 50 seconds left. Hits a couple free throws at the end, and then Keller uh, couldn't make their final, you know, final second three-pointer to send it overtime. So Hebron got the win, 34-31. And then the second game was also a good one, six points, uh, six-point difference with Louisville and Timber Creek. You know, uh, Timber Creek also a, a good defensive team. They're kind of they're, they're kind of rolling right now. The, the win actually gave them their limit win in the last 12 games. Um, they, they won a by-district title for the second straight season, which um, they never gone back-to-back uh, at all in, in program history. And uh, the final score is 42-36. You know, uh, Mel Kalahi, uh, game-high 17 points. Uh, you know, they picked it up in the third quarter. Um, and I got to talk to their uh, head coach, Tina DeMichael, who's been the head coach at Timber Creek uh, for as long as the girls' uh, basketball cro- program has been around, and, and this is what she had to say about the win. Very happy with the defense. Uh, they did what they needed to do. They helped. Defense was was the key. Um, offensively, I think, like I said, when you know when we needed to score, we scored. When Mel went out, the, the youngins took over, and they didn't panic, so that was huge. So we had a little bit of an upset, um, I, I guess you can say, Brian, uh, yesterday when, or on, on Monday when Trimble Tech uh, knocked off number 24, L.D. Bell, 63-48. to 48. Uh, Maya Johnson had 13 points and 11 players scored for, for Tech, so that shows you how deep they are uh, despite being one of the smallest schools in 6A. Uh, the Bulldogs were in 5A until the most recent alignment. Is this kind of a shocker to you? Yeah, it is uh, because, you know, L.D. Bell was uh, state-ranked top 25 and you know, all the, the playoff previews I had done previously, you know, I had, I had L.D. Bell, you know, team to watch. I think, you know, you make regional quarterfinals, regional tournament. Um, they did have the, the top score in DFW and uh, Meyer Gordon. But, uh, you know, I had gone to Bell a couple of weeks ago and the playoffs were coming around and I, they were thinking who they're going to play. It was either Trimble Tech or North Crowley. And I was very hesitant on, you know, saying – Trimble Tech because um, you know they've been so good in 5A, a couple of regional tournaments at least in my in my five years they've gone uh, to the 5A regional final. But um, you know no surprise I think girls basketball is is probably their best sport there at Trimble Tech and uh, you know Derek Robinson has been there a long time they they do a great job like you mentioned the depth uh, you know 11 players 
Um, six of them had scored in the first quarter. They, they led 16-8 and eight after one. And uh, got to the free throw line. You know, they, were, they made 30 free throws on the night, almost half of their points there. And so, yeah, kind of a shocker just because I thought Bell was going to make it far and, and with Meyer Gordon and, and, you know, their supporting cast. But, uh, you know, it, it was a tough matchup uh, for sure. It was a one versus four. But, um, you know, just congratulations to, to Trimble Tech and uh, Coach Derek Robertson on the win. So some of the other uh, games that took place on Monday, Arlington Bowie rolled past Abilene. They had four players in double figures led by uh, Malay McQueen, 17 points. Alito defeated Canyon Randall. Uh, Riley Sale with a game-high 20. Uh, then Arlington Martin, Dallas Skyline, and Denton Geyer also got victory, so they will be moving on to the second round. Yeah, just a few more. Uh, Grapevine uh, defeated Denton. Uh, Dasha McMillan led with 21 points. Simone Wesley and Sam Tatum added 11 uh, Boswell rolls past Lake Dallas, and then Birdville uh, beats Braswell for their fifth straight by district title. Anna Dorsey leading the way with 13 points and five rebounds. Timberview, uh, you know, the number one team in 5A. I think they're the favorites to to win the 5A state title this season. They also move on, along with Plano, Allen, Crowley, Legacy, Kennedale, and Dunbar. And then just uh, another shout out to Ben Brook, the Lady Bobcats. Uh, they get their first playoff victory in their three seasons. And so you can check out all the scores, playoff pairings, thanks to our, our buddy Darren Lauber. Uh, it's on dfwvarsity.com. So we'll continue to highlight both girls' and boys' basketball playoffs next week. The girls will be in the regional quarterfinals uh, while the boys will start their playoff run. But, Brian, we're in Texas, so let's return to the football field uh, where you came out with your top 2020 players in DFW. Yeah, uh, again, check it out on our website. And uh, kind of no surprise there, but number one is uh, Jason McClellan, the, the running back over at Alito, uh, just putting up some ridiculous numbers. I think he's at 9,500 career rushing yards, already two state titles, uh, you know, two, two-time two offensive MVP for the state title game. So uh, uh, no surprise there with Jace. No, I mean, he's... He's he's a five star kid uh, all the way through. He's probably the top one or two running back in the country. Uh, the kid has all the talent in the world. I believe that Jonathan Gray has even gone on record uh, is saying that he thinks that Jace at this point in his career is is further along than he was. And obviously, Jonathan Gray is you know one of the most uh, you know storied running backs in high school football history across the country, not just in the state of Texas. So. Uh, yes, Jason McClellan is, is everything and more for Alito, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he led them back to a, a state championship next season. Yeah, just a big junior year. Uh, I think he finished with 46 touchdown rushes, and uh, I mean, he's been committed with Oklahoma for the last two or three years, so uh, seems like he's he's still solid on the Sooners and, and Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to uh, to worry uh, if, if you're the Sooners. I, I know the Longhorns have, have been on him uh, quite a bit, but I just don't see him uh, relinquishing that uh, that commitment to uh, Lincoln Riley. I mean, when you have back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners <laughs> and have won the Big 12 as as, uh, as much as they have in, in previous in previous seasons, um, I, you know, I think that that's the that, that's the way to go for uh, for Jace. So, uh, before we wrap up the show, Brian, a reminder that boys basketball wraps up the season um, you know, on February 12th with the playoffs starting next week. Some district champs to watch include Duncanville, Geyer, North Crowley, Timberview, Wyatt, Brewer. Northwest, Dunbar, and Kennedale. Uh, but other than that, Brian, what should fans be on the lookout for uh, this week? Uh, once again, uh, you know, the DFW.com for 
uh, basketball scores, basketball pairings, uh, a couple of great stories. You know, our our colleague uh, Mac Engel wrote a great one with uh, about Riley uh, McKinney, who's a star basketball player. Uh, you know, she's she's legally deaf, uh, but still one of the top basketball players in the state. Also, I got out to Keller last weekend where uh, this youth football team uh, called the Fort Worth Crimson Tide, you know, they helped out 125 boys ages 6 to 12 with uh, scholarships, which, you know, they pay for fees, uniforms, helmets, uh, in order for those kids to play. So those stories are already up there. And uh, just, you know, as the week goes along, just continue to check back uh, for our continued coverage of uh, basketball, soccer, and, and even softball starting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a busy time in the Metroplex for sure. I'd like to touch on that Riley McKinney uh, column that Mac wrote on, uh, you know, as, as uh, Brian mentioned, uh, she is she plays legally deaf. Um, sometimes her, uh, her, uh, her earbuds get a little too sweaty sometimes during the game and she has to throw them to her teammates and she can't hear anything. Um, but yet she's still, uh, regardless of that, uh, I think averages 25, 26 points for Argyle, um, who is seeking their third or fourth straight uh, state championship in, in Class 4A. Uh, they won their first round game and will be playing on Thursday. I think they play Benbrook, um, and they'll be playing at Jacksboro High School uh, at 6 o'clock. And then, as uh, Brian mentioned, his, his story that he did over the weekend with the Fort Worth Crimson Tide, uh, the uh, individual who helped these uh, 125 boys with their scholarships is actually a guy by the name of William Green, who was a former All-American at Arlington Sam Houston High School uh, before transitioning to the music industry, where he was signed by Death Row Records. Uh, they are obviously notorious for uh, signing Tupac and uh, and Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre. So uh, that's that's pretty interesting that uh, we have someone like that right here in our backyard. But uh, again, uh, you know, thank you, uh, Brian and, and Steve Wilson, who is uh, who is the, the kind of the man behind the scenes for making this all happen. And uh, we hope to see you next week.